Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Female Empowered, your source for everything boutique fitness, boutique physical therapy, boutique wellness, and how to grow a sustainable and profitable business. I'm your host, Krista Gurka, and I am super excited to talk to you today where we're going to talk all about overthinking. Um, I am a chronic overthinker. I even have my favorite sweatshirt that says Overthinkers Club, now accepting applications or members, I think it is. But I really want to talk about how to turn overthinking on its head and go from doubt to domination. All right. So if you are a chronic overthinker, and I know so many of you in the audience are because you talk about this all the time, whenever I wear that sweatshirt out, I always, always, always get comments on it. Besides being super comfortable, it's just funny. And I think a lot of us are overthinkers. So, I mean, honestly, overthinking probably on the surface doesn't sound so bad. Most of us would say, most people would say thinking is a good thing, right? But truly overthinking can cause problems. And if you're an overthinker, you know what those problems are. When you overthink, your judgments get cloudy, your stress levels go through the roof. You spend so much time in the negative that it can really, really become difficult for us to act. So raise your hand if this sounds like you. Now, I will be the first to admit, and I've shared this a lot, I am an introvert. I am a chronic overthinker. I'm a recovering perfectionist, which means I've spent a fair amount of time isolating myself into a sort of mental whack-a-mole like basically i feel like um literally like a game of whack-a-mole like something will pop up and i'll go to like hit it down and then i think oh but what about this and hit that down and oh what about this or it's like a dam like every time i plug a hole somewhere other side the water starts spewing out and i gotta run over there which creates this sort of like mental hell where hours have been spent ruminating over what if what if not, what could have been, why did I, and it just, it's really became harmful for not only my personal mental health, but for my relationships, my career. And if we don't really get a hold of our overthinking or a really good grasp on it, it can eventually take over the majority of aspects of our life. And if ever, if any of you have ever been in like this ruminating cycle, it is it really sucks. I mean, I used to stay up at night and have these like thoughts over and over and over and over. And I just was ruminating and I couldn't get out of this cycle. So 
I knew at some point that I had to figure out a way to turn overthinking on its head. So rather than overthink the problem of overthinking, I, along with my therapist, decided to act and find a way that I could really put into practice and turn overthinking on its head. So the result is a framework that I use quite often to help me frame my thoughts, regain control of my stress level, and then manage basically overthinking into a strength and learn how to use it to my advantage. So this is the method that I now use that I would love to share with all of you. Basically, what I do is I first figure out what the conflict is. So what is the problem? Um, let's take this, for example, business owners. Okay. What is the problem? Somebody sent me an email, a text or a Slack message, a staff member saying, can I pick a time to meet with you? All right. So in years past, I would see that and be like, they're going to resign. What's this was, this is literally the spiral that I would go into. They want to talk to me. What do they want to talk to me about? Are they going to resign? They're going to take all their clients. They're opening up another facility. They're going to take all their clients. They're going to leave. What's this going to do to me? How much business am I going to lose? Oh my God, what do I do? Why does everyone do this to me? Am I a bad boss? Why I work so hard for people. Why can't they just stay with me? I don't understand. Why do they have to do this to me? Why do they have to do this to me? Why does it have to do this to me? How this is going to affect my... Now, if me talking like that is already making you stressed out... This would literally go into my, in my head over and over and over and over again, 24, 48, 72 hours in a row. So now I use this little framework and it actually really does help. So one, I say, do I have all the information that I need to make a judgment on this? Now, in the case of, do you have time to meet with me? No, I don't have all the information I need. They're just asking to meet with me. So the subsequent answer could be, I could ask, absolutely, may I ask what this meeting would be in reference to? If you need to know, if you need to prepare, if you need that to quell your anxiety or overthinking, okay? The next thing would be, is it true? Like, is this information that I have true? So is the belief that I have that these people are going to resign true? No. It's not, I don't know. I don't know what they want. So I could ask them, how does it affect me? Sometimes I ruminate or we overthink things that have zero effect on us. That has nothing to do with us. So why are we worried about it? How does it affect others? Does it affect anyone that you are in close contact with personally? It doesn't. Why are you worrying about it? Then I ask myself, can I change the outcome? If I cannot change the outcome, it should be out of my mind. So I, I read somewhere, I don't remember where it was. If you have no control of the outcome, then you should free your mind from it or something like that. I'm totally butchering that. But let me give you an example of this. My older son is applying to college. Okay. Can I change the outcome of whether he gets accepted into college or not? No. So I shouldn't worry about it. It should be free from my mind. Okay. If I can change the outcome, what action can I take? So let's give, go back to the example of a staff member that wants to meet with you and you're getting all anxious about what the meeting is about. 
what action can I take? The action I can take is say, I would be happy to discuss something with you. Can you let me know what this is in reference to so that I can prepare? Okay. And then make sure you set up that appointment at a time that is convenient for you, that you will not be stressed out, that you are not tired, and that you have all the information you need going into the meeting. All right. So again, the, the framework that I use is, is it true? Is the information that I have, is the belief I'm telling myself, is a story in my head true? Do I have all of the information that I need to know whether the story is true or not? How does it affect me? And if it doesn't affect me, why am I worrying about it? How does it affect others? And if it doesn't affect others, why am I worried about it? Can I change the outcome? If you can't, should be free of your mind. And what action can I take if I can change the outcome? All right, so if this really feels like familiar territory to you, I am going to share with you some additional simple ideas to help free yourself from overthinking and possibly even help turn it into a strength, okay? So I'm going to share seven simple ideas for how to turn your, turn your doubt into domination. So number one, awareness is the beginning of the change. So the when I realized that I was doing this, ruminating and having these thoughts and playing them over and over in my head, that was when I really realized that I needed to do something to change it. So before you can really begin to address this behavior, you need to be aware of it, right? You need to know that this is a problem. So anytime you found, find yourself doubting, feeling stressed, feeling anxious, step back and look at the situation that you are responding to. You are now in a moment of awareness. And now you can make the changes you need to make. You can go back to that framework and start asking yourself the questions. So being aware, being aware that you're doing it is the beginning. Okay. You're now on the precipice for which you can change. Number two, instead of thinking what can go wrong, maybe try flipping the mindset what can come right of this. So if we go back to that example of somebody um, on your team asking you to have a discussion with you, maybe what, what is it right? What's gonna, what could happen right? Maybe they're going to tell you they want more hours. Maybe they want to tell you that they want to you know, take, do more in the company or they have this great idea or they have this new contact that's going to, they would love to pursue. Oftentimes, Many, oftentimes, many, many times, overthinking, the overthinking that we experience is caused by the emotion of fear, fear of what could come, fear of what will happen, fear that we do not have control of the situation. And it creates this focus on all the negative things. And it's very easy to become paralyzed. So instead of thinking of all the negative things, catastrophizing, as I like to call it, maybe visualize some of the right things can that can happen. Okay. And keep those thoughts present in front of mind. I'll give you another example. This used to be very, very real in my life. So when my kids were younger, um, I had one that was kind of like rambunctious. He's amazingly smart and gifted and so I would frequently get these calls from the school 
And every time I looked at the school, you know, most parents see the school calling like, oh my gosh, I have to answer this. Let me make sure my kid's okay. I would see the school calling and literally not want to answer the phone. I'd be like, right away, I'd be like, somebody did something. Somebody punched someone in the face. They're going to kick my son out. What is that going to mean about me? Da, 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 da. Now, yes. Is that a possibility? Yes, maybe. Is that a likely possibility? I don't know. Do I have all that information? I don't know. I don't even know who the person calling. Maybe it's the nurse telling me that they don't feel well. Maybe it's the school calling me, telling me that there was a, um, I need to add more money into their lunch account. Maybe they're calling and tell me that my son won an award, right? So by creating this story of all the negative things and my emotion of fear, I started catastrophizing what could happen instead of saying, okay. And honestly, if that is what happened, what would I do? I would deal with it when I got to the school. So instead of thinking of what can go wrong, maybe focus on what could be right about this. Hey there, are you a female business owner boutique fitness studio or boutique cash-based physical therapy practice. If you are, I would love to invite you to a free masterclass that I am hosting and teaching February 23rd, 2022 at seven o'clock PM Eastern time on the five things every boutique fitness and physical therapy business needs to hit six figures in 2022. I'll basically be reviewing the top five things you actually need to hit six figures in 2022. And we're having a free bonus at the end of the masterclass. So I invite you, the training is completely 100% free. So if you're interested in reserving your spot, please visit kristagurka.com slash FBF webinar to save your seat. I hope to see you there. So tip number three, great ways to stop the ruminating as again, you're aware of it. Use things like breathing, meditation, or mantra. So Oftentimes I'll get the example of like me getting a phone call from school. What I started doing was I would say, it's only a problem. It has a solution. It's only a problem. It has a solution. And I would say that over and over and over again. It's only a problem. It has a solution. Then when I started, you know, again, getting these ruminating thoughts of I couldn't get out of the spiral, I would use some breathing techniques. So every time I started, every time it popped back into my head and I started that spiral again, that thought spiral, I would do deep breathing, breathe, you know, that um, box breathing or square breathing where you breathe, breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four and hold for four. So every time I started doing that, I would just stop what I was doing. I would stop the thinking and I would breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four and hold for four. And it took my mind by counting and doing the box breathing. It took my focus off of the thoughts. And, you know, sometimes when I first started doing this, I would have to do this like every five minutes. Now it's gotten a lot better. Okay. Um, next number four, 
try to put things into perspective. We always sometimes, or at least I do, make things bigger than they appear. And often, again, I do this catastrophize, catastrophizing a lot, okay, where I make them more negative. So the next time you find yourself making a mountain out of a molehill, ask yourself, how much will this matter in five months? How much will this matter in five years? All right. How much will this matter in five days? Putting it into perspective um, is a big thing. So, you know, the other day I posted something on social media not that long ago about I was tired. My dryer was broken. Da, 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 and I said, you know what? What am I going to do? I'm just not going to do as much laundry this week. And if my kids, my kids are going to have to learn if I have to go to Marshall's and buy them new underwear, I will do that. Right. So I can shut down the overthinking of, oh my God, they're not going to have this. They're not going to have that. And what are people going to think? And I could just be like, this is a solution. It's only a problem. It has a solution. Number five, this is my all time favorite, especially as a recovering perfectionist. Stop waiting for perfection. I'm going to say it again stop waiting for perfection. Imperfect action is better than no action at all. For those of us always waiting for perfection, for those of us that are currently perfectionists, recovering perfectionists, you can learn to stop that, okay? It's great to be ambitious. It's great to want to put your best foot forward. But aiming for perfection, to be honest, it's unrealistic. It's impractical. It's debilitating. And honestly, it's just your way to procrastinate putting things out there. The moment you start thinking or believing that it has to be perfect is the moment that you keep telling yourself waiting for perfect is never as smart as imperfect action. Okay. So as soon as you hear this needs to be perfect, instead, you're like imperfect action is better than no action. Imperfect action is better than no action. All right. Imperfect action is better than no action. Now I'll get off that one. Number six, another trick, another tip, realize and understand no one can predict the future. So again, that goes back to, can you change the outcome? If you cannot change the outcome, if you're free from the outcome, it should be free from your mind, okay? No one can predict the future. All we have is now. So spend the present moment worrying about the future. You're robbing yourself of your time now. Spending the present moment worrying about the future is just causing you to rob yourself of the present time. Spend the time now to think of things you can control now. Now, if you can change the outcome, then that's where you take action. If you cannot change the outcome, that's where we move into tip number seven, accept what you can control. Again, when we talk about overthinking, it usually stems from fear. And fear usually comes from that feeling that we aren't good enough. We aren't smart enough. We don't belong here. We don't work hard enough. We aren't dedicated enough. We are not worthy enough. So once you've really given the best you get, can give, once you've put your best foot forward, accept that that is good, good enough. Accept that some things are simply out of our control. I cannot control whether my son gets into college or not. I cannot control 
whether my dryer breaks or not. I cannot control that someone in my team decides to move on to another opportunity. All I can control is putting my best foot forward, being the best mom, role model, mentor, leader that I possibly can be, and creating an environment where like people want to stay. And if somebody wants to leave, I cannot control that. You cannot control that. The only thing we can control is our reaction to it. Now, I will tell you, if one of the things that stress you out stresses you out is people leaving, staff members leaving, the best way to stop feeling stressed about that is to create systems and processes in your business that will allow you the grace, the time period, the structure to be able to sustain someone leaving, all right? When you can fall back on, okay, no problem, this is a system we have in place to handle that, the less you will have to overthink that, you know, that um, environment, what, what I don't even, you know, this is menopause again. I cannot think of the English language sometimes. So excuse me, but I think most of you know what I'm thinking. So I, I want to go back and review these again. Okay. So once again, I'm going to review the method that I use when I start to get in this overthinking cycle. One. Is the story I'm telling myself true? Number two, do I have all the information to know whether the story I'm telling myself is true? How does it actually affect me? How does it affect others? Can I change the outcome? If I can change the outcome, what action can I take to do so? All right. And then you have these additional seven ideas that will help free yourself from overthinking and possibly even turn your overthinking into a strength. One, just be aware of when you do it. When you start to feel, when you start to have those thoughts coming into your mind, right? Realize that they are happening and then set this framework into place. Number two, rather than thinking of what can go wrong, try to flip the mindset on what possibly could go right. Number three, Use things like mantras and breathing to stop the ruminating. Number four, put things into perspective. All right. Is it going to matter five hours from now, five months from now, five days from now, five years from now? Put things into perspective. Number five, stop waiting for perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. Take inspired action. All right. Number six. You cannot predict the future. And if you do not have power, agency, control over the outcome, then don't waste your time, you know, forebode. It's like foreboding joy, right? Like don't waste your time, your present time, robbing yourself by overthinking something you have zero control over. And then that leads to number seven, accept what you can control, okay? The fear comes from that overthinking, that feeling that we aren't good enough so let's learn to accept that some things are just going to be outside of our control. Basically, if we want to kill a fire, what do we do? We remove its fuel. In order to really stop overthinking and turn it on its head and regain control, we need to cut off its main energy source, which is ourselves. We are the fuel to overthinking. 
Okay. It's normal for all of us to want to put ourselves at the center of every problem. It's normal. What did I do? You know, what could I have done differently? What do I do now? What can I change? But when we start to think about what's really in our control, what can I really um, control in this outcome? What am I really worried about? For overthinkers, this can really spiral out of control. Our default is to keep us stuck in this fear and analysis paralysis. And then that's that feeling, that's, that's where we feel stuck, where we feel triggered, where we feel stressed out. And I don't know about you, but ain't no one got time for that, especially me. We are too busy creating and having this most amazing impact in our communities and our clients and our family and our friends. And we have no time. You have no time for this stress and overwhelm that overthinking causes. Now, I'm not going to tell you that these things like poof, done, overthinking is gone. No, I still find myself in these overthinking kind of strategies and these spirals, but these tools, these tactics, these strategies really, really have helped me turn some of this on its head. And what it does is I'm, I'm able to stop it when it's a thought before it gets into a feeling of I'm not worthy, I can't do it, and all of that doubt. So I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that you took a little bit of insight and maybe something that you can try on your own. I would love if you shared some of your thoughts. If this resonated with you, I would really, really love if you shared some of your thoughts with me. DM me over on Instagram at Krista Gurka. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it. And I know a high majority of you listeners out there are overthinkers because you frequently tag me or send me messages on Instagram about it. And again, I'm just going to ask this again. If you like this episode, if you think like, hey, I would love to meet Krista in person and have a cup of coffee with her, I would love if you didn't overthink this and you scroll down and you left me an honest review. I really, really, really want to get this show out to as many people as possible because I want to share episodes like this about how we can stop overthinking, about how we can start to regain control of our thoughts and our emotions because we will be so much more powerful and be able to create bigger impact for what we want to do if we can help more women learn how to be kind to themselves and give themselves grace and permission to not have to be perfect. All right. So thank you guys for listening. As always, I really love doing these podcasts. Go ahead, DM me on Instagram, share this episode with another fellow overthinker. And again, if you want to join my, join my overthinkers club, I'd love to have you join and we can help each other learn how to turn overthinking on its head. All right, people. I hope you have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. And until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Female Empowered. If you like what we covered today, please leave a review for the show. This helps other female fitness and wellness professionals find the podcast and lets me know I'm sharing helpful information with all of you. If you'd love to get even more insights and find resources to help you market, streamline, and grow your clinic or client-based business, you can visit me at kristagurka.com or follow me on Instagram at kristagurka. That's at C-H-R-I-S-T-A 
G-U-R-K-A. See y'all next time.